Friends in Christ, we just celebrated last weekend the ordination to the priesthood in the Diocese of Providence. Father Patrick Ryan became the most recently ordained priest in our diocese. It's always a joy, always a gift, when the Church receives another priest. And in the ordination rite itself, and certainly in the teachings of our Catholic faith, the priest is understood to be what is in Latin an alter Christus, or another Christ, that in his priesthood he represents Jesus, the head of the body, the church. And so there are two obvious ways that happens on a regular basis. The first one is when the priest is standing at the altar, and he utters those words of consecration. And so the priest, using the words of Christ, says, this is my body. This is the chalice of my blood. Jesus is speaking through him at that moment when the bread and wine becomes the body and blood of our Lord. Secondly, and obviously, in the sacrament of reconciliation. And so the priest speaks the words of Christ when the penitent comes forth and offers perhaps even grave sins, serious things that they desire to be unburdened from. The priest says, I absolve you of your sins. Not that the priest is forgiving. Jesus is forgiving through the sacred priesthood. It's an awesome and certainly humbling reality to be an altar Christus, another Christ. And yet the first person in human history to be referred to as an altar Christus was not a priest at all. It was the poor man from Assisi named St. Francis in the 12th century. St. Francis of Assisi so identified with Christ in his humility, in his charity, that towards the end of his life, he even received the stigmata, the wound marks of Christ in his hands, in his feet, and in his side. The very marks of crucifixion that our Lord had were given to St. Francis because he so identified with Jesus Christ. He was such an altar Christus. I mention that today because Christ in the gospel is talking about the demands of discipleship, but also the dignity of of discipleship, that we have to be ready to love Christ above mother and father, above our own families, above our very self, to be willing to take up our cross and to follow him. But then our Lord goes on to say, whoever receives you, receives me. I identify myself with you. You are an altar Christus, Jesus is saying. You are another Christ. Whoever receives you, receives me. We're identified with our Lord himself. How essential that we never forget that. It was back in 1931, St. Jose Maria Escriva, the founder of Opus Dei, was going through one trial after another after another. Very difficult year. And yet twice In that year, 1931, he heard the voice of Christ speaking to his soul, 
to encourage him in those challenges. The first time he was saying Mass, completely unexpected, during the sacrifice of the Mass, the Lord said to his soul, not out loud, he said, you are ipse Christus. You are Christ himself. And he was overwhelmed. He thought, well, how could you speak those words to me? A sinful man. How could you identify yourself with me in that way? The second time was when he was going through very difficult crosses, one after another after another, and suddenly heard the voice of our Lord say to him, in your trials and suffering, you are ipse Christus. You are Christ himself. And he wanted St. Jose Maria Escrivá to teach other people that same reality, that when we suffer, when we feel ourselves burdened by the cross, when we're overwhelmed with the things that are happening in the world around us, we are not abandoned by God. We are not forgotten by him. We are ipse Christus, even Christ himself. And we get that reality through our baptism. St. Paul, in the second reading this weekend, is talking about the dignity of baptism and the reality of being baptized into the death of Christ so that Christ can then live in us. Jesus is living his life in you and in me. We have life because of Jesus. We identify with Jesus by our baptism. We have been transformed to be sons and daughters of God and to be Christ himself. We conclude today the beautiful true story about St. Josephine Baguita. St. Josephine Baguita was a woman who was born in South Sudan in the year 1869. Now, South Sudan today is one of the most dangerous places on the planet the civil war, the strife, all kinds of things that could happen to people and do happen in that very difficult place. It wasn't very different in 1869. And so it was at the age of seven, seven years old, Josephine Baquita was kidnapped from her home, taken captive, and then sold off into slavery. And the asked her when they kidnapped her, what is your name? Who are you? And she was so overwhelmed by fear, she couldn't respond. She didn't know what to say. So they told her, we will call you Bagita, which in their language meant fortunate. They were mocking her. How fortunate that we have kidnapped you. How fortunate that we will sell you off into slavery. And so they did. And she was sold from one master to another to another, often receiving terrible afflictions in her body and in her soul, until she eventually got attached to a family at the Italian consulate in South Sudan. And a civil war broke out, and the family wanted to go back to Italy where they would be safe. And they made the decision to take Josephine Baquita with them. They brought her back to Italy, where she became a free woman. There was no slavery in Italy, and so she was free. 
and she met the Kenoshian sisters, a religious congregation in Italy, and they taught her about the mercy of God, about the love of God, and she felt deeply in love with our Lord. She felt touched by grace. She said, now I'm serving the true master. And she was baptized in the congregation of the Kenoshian sisters. She eventually became a nun in that congregation. But when she was baptized, they said to her, you can take any name that you want. You're not Bagita. That's what they told you. You can pick any name you want when you're baptized. And she said, then I'll be called Josephine because I love St. Joseph, but I also keep the name Bagita because I am fortunate that I found God. I'm fortunate that at this baptismal font, I became a daughter of God. And she would introduce people to that baptismal font. This is the place where my life changed forever, she would tell them. My brothers and sisters in Christ, do we have the same regard for our own baptism? Do we recognize our dignity as sons and daughters of God, that we are in alter Christus, ipse Christus, that we are even Christ himself, loved by God in all the circumstances of our lives.